Yo, welcome back. Another episode of the Talk and Play Blurrycast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. It goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in, fucking with the podcast. I really appreciate this shit. I can't, you know, I can't get no more. I can't. Every week or every episode, I'm thinking about this shit. Like, what is the next level? Like, how do I express it? It's just there. I appreciate you. Um, If you're new, appreciate you for stopping by as well. Like I said, I'm Brian Sav. What did I say? Well, I'm Brian Sav. This is the Talk and Play Blurrycast. This is like my little section of the podcast land where I just like, you know, get on this microphone and blurt out about whatever it is I'm interested in at the moment. Um, So, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. You're about to hear me do that. <laughs> personal life i'm good that negative to report i don't think i will report if anything was negative not because you know i'm uh you know like a private person i am but also just because i don't want to spread no negativity right here on this good podcast i mean we talk about negative things like every week or every episode but you know yeah that's other people's negativity <laughs> that i'm just commentating no i just my negativity i'm not passing that to y'all so um we good i'm getting ready for uh well i'm prepping my 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 mental for um my my renaissance tour stop did i did i already announce that that was the next stop on the tour on my personal tour yeah so on the renaissance tour is coming um i'm at the tampa date august 16th so that is next week. Um, so the following week, you'll get my like thoughts and opinions on everything. Pretty sure I'm not going to have anything negative to say, <laughs> but you know, my own experience, my own thoughts and everything. I'm pretty sure. Or I will hope that you want to hear or whatever. If you listening, either way, that's really it. Nothing. Um, nothing else going on. I'm good, still working too much, but you know, figuring that that out as well. So, because huh. you know, I'm gonna be rich. Like, it's kind of crazy. I just know this, <laughs> but it's like, I, when you know, you know, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> so it just is what it is. This particular episode of the Talk and Play Podcast, we have some things in the headlines. Obviously, I'm gonna give my, you know, two cents. On the Alabama uh, dockside brawl, whatever the fuck the hashtag is, got to get mines in. Um, Tory Lane sentence done came out. We're gonna discuss it real quick, cause obviously niggas are tripping. And you know a few other things on there in the headlines. Game chat. Now, game, you know the gaming space has been kind of you know dry, not like desert, but it's kind of mid right now, cause all the games and things was you know, over the summertime. It came out over the summer. They announced it over the summer. So now, nah, you know, it's just, we waiting on release dates at this point. But I was still able to come up with a pretty solid game chat for this particular episode because there are things happening this week or that have happened since the last episode that I kind of want to talk to y'all about. So we got some stuff in the game chat because, um, you know, like Baldur's Gate 3 came out and I've been playing Midnight Suns a lot more really impressed with that game overwatch 2 got a new season about to drop this things to talk about uh the playlist 
I might end up, I might end up separating the playlist from the actual episode and just uploading that separately because it's a lot of fucking music that's come out since the last episode that I really want to discuss with y'all. So I will let y'all know when we get there what's gonna happen with the playlist because a bunch of singles and videos I want to discuss. Um, Travis dropped Utopia, which that album is amazing. Um, Bia, she even put out a really, really dope project that I really want to talk about. So we got shit there. And then the watch list, you know, still SAC, Afra, um, what's the word? Ally, I support. I, you know, I want, I want these folks to get paid more because these motherfuckers can afford to just pay more. They like, they, it just, they just can. If you look at the goddamn numbers, bro, like, you know, uh, we'll talk about it later because I don't think people understand. Um, if I remember, <laughs> but it's still some stuff in the playlist. I mean, the watch list that we could talk about because I watched some movies that I want to discuss. I just got to figure out a way to be respectful of the strikers. So I had that down by the time we get there. Either way, let's go ahead, play some music real quick, and kick this shit off with the headlines. interesting read let's start with that um oh i thought this article was really really dope billboard.com obviously it popped up on my apple news app you know i scroll that more than i do twitter uh or x my shit finally updated the x and i was like what the fuck is this elon why did you do this i don't i don't trust it i have i had some kind of respect and reverence for elon like prior to this whole buying twitter shit now oh no um but this article like i said billboard.com is written by carl lamar or lamar it's carl l-a-m-a-r-r-e help me out um new york city announces commemorative metro cards honoring hip-hop's 50th anniversary now the article is written well but that's not really what we're here to talk about. I want to talk about the, the actual Metro cards. I mean, the article is good. It's well written. And I wouldn't know anything about what was going on had I not read this article. But, you know, I like the um, the subject matter. So basically, right, um, the MTA, which is, you know, New York's like transit folks or whatever. They linked up with Universal Music Group um, in celebration of you know, hip hop's 50th anniversary or whatever. So they have four Metro cards and each of these four cards represents or has a picture of, you know, a New York rapper. Right. So, and it's dope because you have to go to the specific borough that that New York artist is from in order to actually buy this Metro car. Like, and that's the only place in New York you can get it. It's kind of dope. So, LL Cool J is on one of the Metro cars representing Queens. 
Um, Pop Smoke is on one of the Metro cards. His is only in Brooklyn. Uh, Rakim is Long Island. And Cameron is Harlem. And I just think that's really, really dope. And those are the only places like you have to go to the stops and those specific boroughs or parts of New York in order to pick up the car. I just thought that was dope. This is a really, really dope way to celebrate hip hop, especially being that, um, you know, New York is pretty much the birthplace of hip hop. And then all of these artists have impacted hip hop in like major ways, even, you know, because at first I seen pop smoking, I was like, but then I get it because he was well on his way to being something very, very special. And he had, he, you know, he like got a big following really, really fast. Like in a way that was like, you know, he got the energy, like he finna be the one. It's dope either way. Um, If you want like all the details and the particulars, the numbers and everything behind this um collaboration, billboard.com, look for the article. It's pretty dope because... That, that's fire like imagine being from queens going to a subway stop or a subway like station where you could buy the car and then you own there because you like the nigga in your respective area <laughs> like how much bragging rights that is a new york nigga will really appreciate it because that's big <laughs> that's big you on the metro car nigga from new york uh anyway uh, what else happened? Okay, so DreamCon happened since the last episode of this podcast. And all I'll say about it is, well, two things I'll say about it. Everybody I saw looked dope. I really was like, the whole vibe just, it's going to be more than two things. Everybody I saw was really, really dope. All the cosplayers, um, the Trap Sushi event looked really, really lit. Uh, the whole Family Feud game thing looked funny. I want to see that in person one day. I just want to see it in person. Um, Cleo Thomas going out there, dressed as Powerline and winning that Mortal Kombat tournament is legendary. Like, he really did something with that. I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think if you... I think if you outside of nerd, geek, blurred fandom, but you just went, ain't going to get it. But, like, Zero dressed as Powerline winning a motherfucking... Mortal Kombat tournament at DreamCon, which is a convention for black nerds and all this shit is our shit. It's fire. Um, but that's dope. All my favorite influencers popped up. Fantastic Frankie. Um, was was Crystal out there? I think she was. Um the eight bit closer go, I think. I think I saw footage. It was just, it was dope. The the entire event looked dope. I say all that to say, um, I'm definitely going to try to be there next year. I'm adding that to my itinerary for 2024 because I need to tap in with my people. It's been a long, long time since I've been to something even remotely close to that. So I'm, I was like, damn, bro, having FOMO and everything. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I seen this uh, crazy stat that they dropped on the um, Twitter. X page. So it, so how do you say it now? Now I'm confused, Elon, because is it the X page? Yeah, because I guess Twitter page can't say that no more. 
So they posted some because you can't say tweet either. It don't make sense. Elon, that one's smart, bro. That just one smart. So they posted something on their X page on this crazy stat, right? It was like 2018. It was 800 attendees. That was the very first DreamCon. By the way, shout out to um, Supreme Dream, the whole RDC world for like putting this on. Like it's inspiring. I want to have my own like event. I don't know if it's necessarily be a con, but I would like to have something, maybe a mix of a convention and a festival, something like I want to have something one day like this for all of us blurs, geeks, you know, everybody who fuck with the culture to just come together and like do this kind of shit. Um, but first one 2018 they had 800 attendees 2019 they had 1200 that's dope 2020 covid shut everything down so yeah 2021 3000 attendees which y'all was playing games because covid was still pushing <laughs> but i fought with y'all for supporting the squad 2022 6000 attendees 2023 20000 that's a huge jump I went from 6,000 people in 2022 to 2023, 20,000 this year. Though y'all spent the money on the marketing or niggas really got back online and was like, y'all got to cut a drink carnation because this shit lit. I think it's a mixture of both, but more so word of mouth because we talk about the things that we like. Look at me on this podcast talking about it. I have never been to DreamCon. I want to go. I'm going to try to go next year. It just look lit. What else is on here? Um, J. Cole, shout out to you. I forgot to mention this last week when we were talking about the Passport Bros song that J. Cole has with Boss. But J. Cole has some lines in there. What is it? I guess the news just dropped. I'm a partial owner to tell the coach I can suit up and play. Something like that. Either way, J. Cole is referring to the fact that he is now a partial owner of the Charlotte Hornets, which is dope because... That's the North Carolina NBA team, and J. Cole is from North Carolina. So that's really, really dope. I, too, aspire to own some of these sports teams from my home state. That's crazy how the people I fuck with are inspiring me in such amazing ways. But I just think this is dope. The line was very, very clever in the song as well, telling the coach, you know, if you need him to play, he'll suit up and everything. Because low-key, J. Cole is a professional athlete. J. Cole plays in the Canadian League. What is it? The Scarborough Scarborough Shooting Stars or something like that? Scarborough Stars or something like that. Something like that. But he's a professional Canadian basketball league player. So that's kind of dope because he played for one country, but then he owned a team in the United States or as a partial owner. Dope. I fuck with it. Y'all know I like seeing niggas win. So shout out to J. Cole. And then the brawl for it all y'all already seen the video i'm pretty sure if you like me i saw multiple angles and everything i really just want to say thank you to all the niggas who jumped in and helped because y'all some real ones that's how we supposed to be like we supposed to pull up for each other when it's time and you know now that i think about it we do have a tendency to ride for each other you know some might say the L.A. riots was based on us riding for each other and like all the shit that happened with the George Floyd thing and stuff like that. Like we will tear some shit up if we know if we know damn well we in the right and, and they in the wrong. 
definitely will be tearing some shit up. But this particular <laughs> this particular story for me was beautiful to see because them white people was dead ass wrong. That white man probably would have lost to the to the security guard. Damien is his name, just in case y'all didn't know. Y'all speak his name. Protect Damien. Because he wasn't doing nothing but trying to do his motherfucking job. Imagine if somebody is at your job, you doing your job, telling them what they can and cannot do at your job. Cause it's your job to do that at your job. And these motherfuckers fight you. And not only that, they honky tonk ass family decide to jump you. Oh, I would have threw my hat too. I would have, boy, look, I'm just happy. I'm happy that some nigga saw what was going on and decided to get active because we need to let folks know, like, hold on now. You ain't finna try and come on now. Like, let's let's act like we got some goddamn sense. Yes, you out here, but we out here too. I, I just, I really fuck with it. I, I don't know what it's to say. I don't, you know, I'm condone violence. Sometimes, ain't even sometimes. Violence is necessary sometimes. Sometimes it just is, bro. If somebody approach you with violence, what are you supposed to do other than return violence? <laughs> like sometimes it's just necessary. I'm pretty sure Damien still got his job, and they looking at him like a hero and self defense. Cause ain't no way, ain't no way you finna get jumped at a job. Well, Damien might have quit. Who knows? He might need to be like promoted something because i ain't really see no other security guards securing nothing that's that's one thing that i was that i ain't i didn't like i ain't like that i ain't like that damien was out there by himself all them racist ass white people damien the only nigga out here securing the dock i don't like that 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 one that bothers me now that i really think about it but that just also goes to show i'm glad niggas was around to witness the shit and step in um the chair swings brilliant amazing i watched uh they said the man like 50 something years old i watched him swing those chairs with vigor and uh courage because you know at the end of the day we are black people yes um we were respectful enough to just whoop ass and not shoot nobody but white people don't get down like that as soon as they start losing a fight it's automatically i need to kill this motherfucker because i'm losing a little fist fight so i'm glad that we showed up whooped ass we showed them you ain't gotta pull no gun out and start airing nothing out ain't gotta be no mass shooting just because you feel a way about some shit you can literally take your l and swim home i just really appreciate um that we showed up and showed out we was able to get active. The chairs were swinging and we just had no disregard. Well, we just had all disregard for the fact that, you know, these white people could have turned around and pulled some guns out and let the chopper sing. We were still out there like, man, fuck that because you ain't about to try Damien. Damien ain't do nothing wrong. It was you. So since nobody want to serve justice, we're going to do it. I like that. <laughs> I stand behind it. I stand beside it. Lord knows I would have been on the front. Either way, um... Speaking of swim, the brother that jumped in and did his best Michael Phelps impression to get across that water, bravo. And thank you, because I saw you 
after you dried off a little bit, you was really throwing hands. It was like, your shit was working, my guy. I was like, how you took all this fucking energy? This boy just got out of this. Like, you can't see no, it's no part of the water. It just that green, brown, almost black color water. I was like, he just came out of mud and throwing hands like that. Get a boy a medal because he deserve it. Um, the chair is definitely a new thing for us. I really appreciate all the memes. I like all of the, uh, I seen people with shirts being made. The reenactments have been phenomenal. White people, y'all, y'all did good with this one. It wasn't no collective outrage on no bullshit. Y'all was actually like, you know what? Them people was in the wrong. And we probably would have whooped ass too <laughs> if it was us. So we were just going to join in on the fun and participate. I really like that. R.I.P. to that white man's Crocs. Um, because Crocs got to be the most durable shoe that looked like it ain't worth a damn. On the market, I know. Because I low-key have a croc addiction. Let me count one time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, wait. I'm wrong. Four, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten pair of crocs. Damn, I got ten pair. And I'm planning on buying some more. Oh, that's crazy. Either way, maybe, maybe I'll start sharing my croc journeys on the pod. Y'all let me know if y'all want to hear about that. Cause I'm really got, I really got like a little collection and I plan on growing it because they affordable one. They look amazing too. And then three, like I could do what the fuck I want to do with my money. So let me know if y'all want to hear what's going on with that. Either way, shout out to everybody that was involved. Um, charges have been filed against the white people that would, that incited the riot, that band of thugs that jumped Damien they've been charged uh one of them got on i guess tiktok or whatever and shoot the aftermath both his eyes was black and blue and his nose probably won't function for another two weeks glad to see it because he took his l like a g he was like, i guess the old man really can't throw hands yeah now get your ass off the camera stop trying to capitalize off the situation i, I see what you're doing i know what you're doing i don't like that move out the way you don't need to participate because you was you shouldn't have had no been doing what you was doing in the first place. Jumping Damien. That's crazy. Um the Montgomery Police Department though, they want um they want the folding chair stepper, grandpa grandpa swing a lot. They want him to pull up and just discuss some things. It sounds like a trap to me. And since we being honest about the situation, I don't even really remember seeing nobody swing no channel video. So I don't know why they want to talk to this brother anyway. But um you act on your best discretion, sir. I ain't gonna tell you to comply because I don't know how the police get down where you from. So I ain't, I'm not gonna say nothing, but you know, stay safe. Maybe lawyer up attorney because apparently somebody pretended to be you swinging chairs at brawls so you might need to like file some kind of oh it's ai out here making me seem like a criminal so you might want to just lawyer up but um bravo to everybody else involved man i ain't hear nothing else about no nobody else it was at least 20 niggas out there throwing hands shout out to the to the black women that saw the white women trying to get active too and decided oh no no let the men fight. I got you. Some of them bitches took baths. They threw y'all in the water. <laughs> that was great. That was crazy. Either way, the brawl was dope. Um, moving forward, 
Tory Lanez got sentenced to 10 years in state prison. He was originally facing 13, so I guess the lawyers did something because now it's 10. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I don't... <laughs> my thing with this case is, or this, where we at with it right now, because I spoke on this a bunch of times on the podcast. I'm not going back down that rabbit hole. All I want to say is, this sentencing whether you feel like it's excessive or not, you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, I would like for black men to understand that Tory being found guilty and getting this 10 year sentence or whatever, that shit is not an attack on black men. And I feel like y'all do this shit every time Y'all want to ride for somebody to spite the other person. This not no attack on black men. Tory did something that was punishable by law and he got punished for it. Just because you don't like Megan or whatever the case might be. That don't mean like, oh, my God, they trying. Look what they trying to do to the black man. Those other stuff. Y'all niggas are fine. Y'all are on Instagram right now talking about the shit. Tory's still in jail sending messages through his goddamn PR team. Like there's a difference. And I really wish I would stop trying to co-op these niggas struggle when they, you know, that's not solidarity, bro. <laughs> he, the court system or whatever is not doing him wrong for punishing him. Now you might, like I said, you might feel away about 10 years. That might seem like a little bit much to you. That's fair. Okay, because at least you're not saying he don't deserve no time. If you feel like it's too much time, like you feel like he needs something, but not that much, I could live with that. But all of this other shit, like he did what the fuck they say he did. They found him guilty. <laughs> the judge and the jury, that shit went to trial. People look, heard what the fuck he did not say because the boy didn't take the damn stand. He heard what everybody had to say who did take the stand and was like, hmm. Look like he did it to me. The evidence says it was a lot of blood in that fucking truck. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Either way, I want y'all to stop doing that um, because it's not. It ain't that. It's just not like Tory Lanes don't represent all black men, and all black men don't represent Tory Lanes. Like that's not how that works. That's not how we should be. At least in my opinion, that's not how we should be trying to show solidarity and support he did something wrong and just because you don't like Megan that don't mean that she's not a victim like you can't be like well I don't like that bitch so she didn't get shot and she definitely did bro <laughs> like we done seen it already just because you mad <laughs> just because you mad that she got shot and live to tell about it or her foot ain't fall off she's still walking like that don't mean like oh tori should be okay like give him a slap on the wrist like the nigga still shot somebody it just happened like that if he would have just aimed it a little bit higher maybe it would have been a leg or a stomach or a lung it, it really ain't that hard to just aim up a little bit like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the girl was facing death. So, like, just chill. No. I just, I just don't like that. Because we just had a very unifying moment with the Alabama Brawl situation. 
all the historical value that just provided historical y'all know they used to bring slaves to that very dock when niggas got active behind a black man being jumped by some white folk that's beautiful wow <laughs> didn't discuss this very moment every black history of mine it deserves it it really it's a, it's an instant classic like <laughs> we need to we need to talk about that more but when it comes to Tory Lanez just he did something wrong and he being punished for it all niggas are not going to jail because of Tory Lanez and you don't have to do that oh this attack on the black man it's not it's literally a, a justice served in a case where somebody did something wrong to somebody else and it was worth bringing it to the court mind you right and i want you all to keep this in mind as we close this part of the conversation out if tory would have stayed quiet megan would have stayed quiet remember that we found out about their situation because of tmz being nosy like they always fucking doing that's how we found out about this. And then Tory decided to get slanderous and salacious with just trying to defend himself when he just had to be quiet like Megan was doing. Y'all don't remember that? Because I do. Like all he had to do, keep apologizing on the low behind the scenes and not try to make this girl look like she did something wrong. But he chose to do the opposite. So then she decided, well, I need to speak on this because now it's making it seem like I shot myself and that's not the case and he ain't got nothing to do with it. Now we here. But if Tory would have just been, if he would have kept them too, if he would have been on mute like Beyonce got everybody every concert, Megan would have followed suit. <laughs> like, it just is what it is. So you know you can feel how you feel about the situation you can feel how you feel about what i gotta say about it but the fact of the matter is we know nothing about it until tmz reported it and then we start asking questions when tory lane start confirming things by getting on the internet and trying to spin it it spun it a little bit too far and it pissed megan off and then boom so you know that is what it is um yeah that's it for the headlines let's go ahead play some music real quick and then game chat yeah bitch i said what i said i'd rather be famous instead i let all that get to my head i don't care i paint the town red bitch i said what i said i'd rather be famous instead i let all that get to my head i don't care i paint the town red Game chat for this particular episode of the Talk and Play Blurcast trailer spotlight. We got three, right? So I'm gonna just say what I gotta say so we can move on. Nick All Star Brawl two. I'm excited for this. <laughs> I just am. I know it's just another Smash Brothers um, variant, and you know this one probably not gonna be any greater than any greater than um multiverses which will happen but um at the same time 
this one got Nickelodeon characters and I'm excited. I didn't never got a chance to play Nick um, on Star Brawl 1, partly because I did not know it existed. But the trailer caught my attention for two. And I'm excited. I seen Danny Phantom on there. Um, of course, SpongeBob's Gang of Friends is there. What else? Rugrats, I think they on there. Cow and Chicken. Uh, Cat Dog. Like, Angry Beavers. They got the whole... It's, it's, it's Nickelodeon. I, I would... Well... Is Avatar on there? The last airbender, the real one. Not that bullshit James Cameron doing. Um, I hope. I hope. Either way, um, Fire, I'm ready to play. Hope it's going to be free to play, but I don't know. I don't know. Something, something is telling me it's not, <laughs> but I, hopefully it is. Like I said, I didn't play the first one, so I don't know no back history on this whole franchise. So, was the first one free to play? I don't know. Um, Pokemon trading card game, the the Game Boy version, is is coming to Nintendo Online. That was just um, dope, a dope little surprise that Nintendo just decided to drop off on a random um, weekday. I was like, what trailer for Pokemon games that been out? 15, 20 years? What you talking about? It's here. They added the trading card game to Nintendo Online, so you'll be able to play the original like Game Boy uh, version of the game, but then it'll have online capabilities so you can play with other people on your Nintendo Switch. I feel like that's dope. Pokemon Stadium is doing the same thing, which is crazy because <laughs> Pokemon Stadium is now in every nintendo switch game like that's literally the battle system for every nintendo switch game so well the every pokemon game well not every pokemon game because pokemon unite is not that is a moba which i need to play that i haven't played that in a long time i need to get back on pokemon unite it was fire it still is fire i'm pretty sure um but yeah pokemon stadium the the nintendo 64 version coming to Nintendo online so you'll be able to play against people online that's dope even though Pokemon Stadium is pretty much all of the Pokemon RPG games <laughs> like the battle system there still dope because nostalgia um what else that's it for the trailers Baldur's Gate 3 Baldur's Gate 3 yeah I'm pronouncing it right Baldur's Gate 3 is out the gaming community is in a frenzy. They knocking off high level games, games that have been out for a long time. They dethroning them as, you know, the most popular game on shit right now. <laughs> they twitch the, the streams. It's going crazy for Baldur's Gate 3. Um, the reviews have been really good from, you know, the respectable gaming review places, even the ones that are, you know, a little bit on the indie side. I've not seen a bad review for this game same thing is being said from um the people actually playing it the gamers that i know like all my gamer friends they just talking about that on discord all day and i'd be like damn i can't participate because i don't play the game but i'm thinking about it <laughs> i kind of want to get it i need to do some more research on it maybe watch a review or you know some kind of gameplay footage or whatever but the last piece of information that i heard about it being turn-based 
and then you know you can create your own character and give it all kind of whatever you want magically and stuff like that like it's high level of customization then it's a turn-based game as far as the battle system i was like oh because y'all know i like a good turn-based game i really like turn-based games and um i'm thinking about buying Baldur's gate 3 which would make four games that i want to buy that i don't have the time to play <laughs> because if adding Baldur's gate 3 to my list that means i still need to get pikmin 4 i'm going i still need to get a what is it final fantasy 16 because oh yeah i talked about i beat the um I beat the demo for that on the last episode. I believe I mentioned that the game fire. I got to get it. Like I was like, damn, I almost ran back through the demo from the beginning. But then there's a mode on there where you can just use all of the powers and just do this like endless wave of fighting kind of type of shit. So that was fun to play for a couple hours. Either way. um, Then I got to get Spider-Man in October when that comes out. And then I guess Baldur's Gate 3, so I'm about to be broke. Either way, either way um, because I got a tour stop in October. I will talk to y'all about it later. <laughs> either way, um, speaking of turn-based games, I've been playing Marvel's Midnight Suns a lot more recently. I hit a point in the story. Remember I talked about it last week with um how dope it was that like the little book club on there they were studying like a real book and like real life art of war um by sun tzu or whatever i was like okay this is dope like the story is really is rich and like they did a really good job with character development on this game and the story is it got some depth to it so i've been playing it a lot more because i'm really you know progressing through the story and i'm really really liking the story that it's telling it's really a dope game and i i don't know i i need to see i'm gonna go on twitch and see like are people like enjoying the game because i think it's really really good and this makes like the second marvel game yeah because marvel's avengers the stories were good but they were like very very short and specific to the character like the mission stories it was a, it was a decent story they just they left it so open-ended because they want to keep adding stuff to it and i just wish they would have kept adding stuff to it instead they punked out and shut the service down hmm. either way um because it shouldn't have been live service in the first place or it should have been but just like do what you say you're gonna do just add more characters and keep the shit going eventually people's gonna be like damn it's like 30 characters in this game that you can play and it's really dope stories and missions it's a fucking marvel's game a looter shooter a looter shooter marvel game with rpg elements come on now either way because they had the formula to win but they still lost either way um yeah the story is really really good the cameos are what's like gripping me up right because they got, you know, the Midnight Suns in there, which they're not lesser known characters. They're just not as popular as, you know, the ones we've been seeing in the movies for the past 10, 15, 20 years. Um, either way, I really just like the cameos and the Marvel lore that they've built into the game. Like, they really like, it's a Marvel game. Like, it's almost like you're playing a comic book. 
because this is just really dope. Wolverine is on my team now. I think last time I told y'all, Captain America joined the squad. Um, he's dope. And then before that, I talked about how Wolverine popped in on one of my missions. You know, I was able to use him for that one mission. And then he was like, went away. Like, he was like, I'm about to go back in the street and do my own thing. I know y'all need me, but I ain't, it's not ready. I'm not ready. So I'm going to go do my own thing. Well, he ended up popping back up on one of the, the uh, missions that I was playing, you know, in between the last episode and this one. And he decided to stick around. So, like, now he's a playable character. I could just take him on missions and do all kind of shit with him or whatever and customize him. And I was like, oh, that's dope because that's literally, like, Wolverine's M.O. Like, that's his character, like, personality in the comic books. Like, he a part of all of these different mutant teams or whatever, but he just, like, come and go whenever the fuck he want to. Whenever he said, you know... Whenever he's done being an X-Man, he like, all right, Charles, I am I don't want to do the X-Man shit right now. I'm finna jump on my motorcycle and ride across the country. Then he end up running to somebody like the Midnight Suns and helping them out. It's dope. I like how they did that, how they like brought him in to help with Sabretooth. And then, you know, they let him go out and do his own thing. I did way more missions. Didn't even realize he was gonna come back later in the game and like just join the team. It's dope. I ended up saving Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, which I was surprised because I thought she was just going to stay evil the whole game. And I, you know, just going to have to defeat her and, you know, move on to the next boss. But we really saved her. And now she's a playable character. And I'm excited because I haven't taken her on a mission yet. So I'm really <laughs> I'm ready to play this game again so I can see like all what she can do, um, you know. The more missions you play with with the characters, the more of their abilities you unlock. So if you neglect the character, that bitch is going to be weak and he's eventually or they are eventually going to have a mission that's dedicated to them. So you kind of want to use all the characters so that you can get through the story. Either way, I'm excited to take her out and play. It's just crazy because <laughs> when I was cutting the game off, I was like, oh, wait. She right there on the cover. So it was like, I should have expected. I should have expected that part of the story was going to be saving Wanda. And then once you do save her, you get to continue to use her as an ally moving forward in the game. Because she on the fucking cover of the game. So obviously. But I don't know. I just thought. I don't know. For whatever reason, I just thought, well, she a villain. So yeah, she on the cover. (laughs) But turn out she down with the game and it's dope because that's also like wanda's like character personality in the comic books one comic she might be the actual villain like killing people just like she was the villain in multiverse versus of madness damn (laughs) in multiverse of madness um but then on other ones she's a hero just like she's been a part of the mcu as a hero up until multiverses so multiverse <laughs> multiverse of madness um so i don't know that was dope i just i, I like that they took the time to because the battle system is dope it's turn-based card-based so it's just dope all around but i like the time that they was like you know thoughtful enough to actually flesh out a decent story i even say a good story it's better than decent i don't know i just really really fuck with that um what else 
because I'm out. I started talking about. <laughs> oh, Nicki Minaj, Twenty One Savage, and Snoop Dogg are in Call of Duty. Is that enough to make me play the game? No, it is not. However, I'm glad Nicki is in this game. It's just dope, you know. That's that's Queen of Rap. I, one of my top five rappers, Twenty One Savage. I really enjoy him as well. He's somewhere on my top fifteen list <laughs> and then Snoop Dogg's a legend and I think he was in Call of Duty prior so they just gave him like a new skin but um Nikki's voice lines from the game which is dope because I know people was thinking that she was just gonna be you know a skin an operator skin but no she got her own voice lines and everything in the game so that's dope those voice lines leaked uh, not leaked somebody a barb <laughs> compiled all of the voice lines together from the game and um put them online or whatever so i listened to a couple of them it's it's her <laughs> and it sounded like some shit she would say in those situations it's dope i wonder if 21 savage got voice lines i'm gonna look those up because i'm interested to see what he's saying in the game and snoop because snoop funny hmm but that's dope i like what call of duty is trying to do with adding these like characters and celebrities and stuff to the game it's getting a little outlandish feeling a little fortnightish but i respect it at the same time even though i'm not a call of duty player anymore and i probably won't be i could probably somebody will probably can, can convince me to play plunder because i really did like that game mode when it came out on warzone however i'm not downloading 250 plus gigs of nothing to my playstation 5 so yeah, Call of Duty is it's a chop. It's a rap for Call of Duty. I'm not fucking with it no more. But respect to all the players who still going strong. It's dope. It's, it's, it's a solid game. I'm not going to take nothing away from that. Overwatch 2 Invasion, which is the season 5 like main thing happening here. Or is it 6? I think we're on season 5 right now. So this will be season 6. Either, either way, um, that shit getting ready to start. I think, I don't know, by the time this episode drop, it should be like, just went live and I'm like in the throes <laughs> of playing this game. Uh, but either way, I'm really looking forward to this season. Um, they have these new like story missions which will probably just be like how uh the other story missions were for overwatch one but overwatch two so it'll probably be a little bit more fantastical because you know they add a new character too and i'm really excited about that this new support character that i can't pronounce their name i don't it looked like a woman like a girl character but i'm not sure because, you know, Overwatch, they're real respectful of people's pronouns and things like that. And I didn't look into the character bio and the background and shit like that. So, I don't, I don't know, you know, the gender. But the gender don't fucking matter because it's a video game. Um, I was just trying to figure out how to say what I need to say. Either way, the, the new support character looks dope. Their ability kit looks fire. It kind of made me feel like Sojourn and... Symmetra put together with like a little bit of um little bit of uh echo but then it's a support character so all her abilities or all their abilities kind of heal it looked fire and I'm really really um 
excited to play it because the design of the character just looks amazing. And I really hope you DPS players don't try to bring y'all stupid asses over here to the support side. Stay over there on DPS with Genji and all the motherfuckers that you like to play because they look cool even though they don't do the kind of damage that you need to do some of these missions for competitive. Stay over there with them. Because cause, um, the new character is also kind of giving me like a Pharah vibes too. Like that whole jump ability that they have. It's dope. I'm just ready to play. Um, there was some character reworks announced as well, which I'm interested to see how those alter the game because I think they good reworks, but I also, I don't know. I don't know if, if those reworks specifically need to happen when they're introducing a new character to the game because, like, when y'all built the new character, y'all had the old kids. I, I just don't know how it's going to work out maybe they had that in mind already when they was thinking about it so we'll see but new maps as well which is dope because they said they took off the map pool but apparently they lied or maybe that was only for or maybe that was only for a quick play because it's the same fucking maps rotating through competitive and i'm like damn I want to get back on some of the Overwatch 1 maps because them bitches was fire. Like, they was part of the reason I was playing the game so heavily. So, like, where are the Overwatch 1 maps? They're not all there. I'm speaking about that one um, with the... I miss all of the ones where it was, like, capture two points on the map. It was, like, a two-point capture map. They don't have them in the game no more. I don't like that. I miss those. Those were good maps that's a good style of gameplay you capture one point and you got to capture the next point in order to win the the round or you don't the team defends well you only capture one point or you capture no points and then they turn the attack you know what i'm saying like, man i miss those either way um overwatch 2 i'm excited to play this invasion season or whatever and then some news came out some new nintendo switch 2 leaks that name in itself is a leak they haven't confirmed whether or not um the new nintendo console will be called the switch 2 but if it is okay <laughs> like what's the big deal just tell us what the name of the goddamn console it's going to be it's not that big a deal nintendo let us know so we can just call it what it's going to be either way um this information leaked that it's going to have an 8-inch LCD screen, which that's bigger than the Nintendo Switch screen that we have right now. I think I saw 6.5 inches is the screen for the current Nintendo Switch. So that's going to be an even bigger screen. I think it'll be closer to like the screen, not the screen, the Steam Deck screen. I think the Steam Deck has like a big screen like that. Either way. I'm down for that because even though I can dock my switch on my TV, I just still prefer playing a handheld sometimes. Like I'll be home playing my switch. Like it's a game boy. When I got the dock right there, I could just throw everything on the TV, but I just don't want to do that. Uh, there's release date is supposed to be the second half of 2024. So summer, fall, <laughs> That just made me think about what's that lady name from the housewife show uh either way yeah so summer fall probably 
of next year. Probably be out before Christmas next year. $400 is the price tag though. And that is where I need more information because PlayStation 5 is on the market for 500 And this Xbox is cheaper than that Switch too. Like you can get an Xbox for 250 now, I believe. So I don't know. I hope this fold this uh Nintendo Switch 2 got, you know, got what it take to be priced at 400 because you know whoever decided to buy it for me or if I decide to buy it myself, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to spend that much and I don't want them spending that much. So y'all figure it the fuck out now. But I'm excited nonetheless because even though I don't think they need a new console right now because I still love my Switch. Like that shit plays fine to me. It could probably, you know, it could probably stand to upgrade a few things. So, you know, we, you know, I don't think a new Switch is necessary but I could see why they bring it one out because it's been six years and um people will buy it because of how successful the switch was so it's time to re-up on the dollar bills i get it um and i'm gonna buy it <laughs> i'm gonna get one when it come out but um also 512 gigabytes onboard memory that's great because the regular switch the switch one i think it came with like 32 gigs like on board and then you had to buy memory cards in order to expand your memory i didn't mind doing that because it kind of made me feel you know a little nostalgia back to the days of memory cards and shit like that but it was also like do y'all want to keep up with the playstation and the xbox or do y'all just you know because they was also selling <laughs> they was also selling like nintendo branded memory cards scan disc cards the same way you could get you know what I'm saying? For your camera or something like that. Either way, I'm excited for the Switch 2. That's why I brought that up. Let's play some music real quick and then we're going to jump into the playlist and talk about all of it. I'm on inside. Got no stick in a ride. If I take flicks with the guys, I gotta put emojis over like three faces Cause the feds can't see those eyes People I shouldn't be beside When I was an actor, they would go strapper just to sell food on Bieber's side Plenty reasons why I'm this way, my girl, that's just one reason why I've seen you around at Soto enough, man, baby, you love all some idiot guys Obedient guys, jokers and comedian guys Alright, so the playlist for this particular episode I forgot to mention this last week Drake and Central C They did it on the radio <laughs> On the radio on the radar freestyle it was dope um i don't think this is the first time i watch on the radar freestyle maybe the second or third either way seeing footage going around going on youtube i'm like okay this is lit drake incredible verse slid central c did as well this is my first time like really getting into central c i kept hearing his name around but it was like I don't know something I don't know I don't know what song he has that was gonna pull me in because I haven't heard it so I don't know but I'm glad they linked up that's dope you know Drake you know he's I don't know he show a lot of love to the UK rappers and I really really like that about him like I don't really see other artists going overseas doing like features and like being a part of the culture of other countries like even though these artists are global like you would think they would 
link up more with um, artists that are outside of the U.S. Because, you know, bigger reach, bigger appeal, just it just means bigger chance at longevity. Drake's figured it out. And so have some other artists, but like he's a lot more he be <laughs> he be doing artists with uh UK artists. He be doing songs with UK artists like he a UK artist himself or like they are American artists and he's discovering the next little baby or something. Like he really be over there like that. I really, really fuck with the freestyle though. They slid and then they turn around and they put it on Spotify. So it's on my playlist. I can listen to it whenever. And um, yeah, it's fire. Um, Offset and Cardi B also came with new music together, which I'm pretty sure. I think I talked about them last episode because Cardi came out for Offset's Rolling Loud set and they performed music together. And didn't I say it? Didn't I say I think they should do more music together and like be like the superstar hip hop rap duo kind of situation? I said, I think I said something like that. Either way, I guess they had this in the works already. I can't be too sure because, <laughs> um, oh, well, you know what? Did we, I think we did talk about jealousy last episode. I, I don't think we discussed the video. I think that's what it was. I can't remember. Either way, um, I just really, I really like that Offset is uh, furthering his like solo career in a way that's showing that he's really working at like elevating and being like a standout artist, like in that generation or of that generation artist that he came from. Because for a long time, it was Migos, Migos, Migos. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know them niggas separately, even though they tried to, you know, make us get to know them separately. So, I don't know. I guess after all of them released solo projects and then started doing features without each other on other people's music, we kind of got the hint. Like, okay, y'all want to do the We Are Group and we are a solo artist as well, which was cool. And then y'all know what happened after that with, you know, we don't gotta speak about it. Um, but I just like that offset is continuing to keep going. He's like trying his best to differentiate himself from his peers, which was evident with that line in the song where he is like, um, I'm Michael, I'm not no Jermaine, saying that, you know, he's the Michael Jackson of the situation, not not, not a side brother that you just know because <laughs> Michael is so big. Um, but that's uh, well, Jermaine was in the Jackson Five, wasn't I? I think so. Either way, um, it's, a, it's a, almost a little bit before my time. Like I was in diapers there when. Oh no, hell no! The Jackson Five they was way they was before my time. I wasn't born when the Jackson Five was Jackson Five. Hmm. Okay. Either way, uh, I really, really fuck with this solo career path offset song this is not my first time mentioning an offset song the fact that it's him and cardi b doing the thing together i really really like that especially you know married couple and all this other shit like that it's dope i like the camaraderie they had the kids in the video that was fire even though the subject matter does not call for children being present i still fuck with the fact that they came together as a family to uh represent for they you know hip-hop shit it's dope um both verses slid. I really, really enjoyed 
hearing Offset just like go off because this beat is not a typical Migos beat. And that was probably my only like gripe with what um, Quavo and Takeoff put out with the only made for Infinity Links album or whatever. I was like, clearly these are Migos-esque or the Migos type beats and y'all just decided not to have Offset on this album when it's clearly a Migos album. It's clearly an album for the Migos group and y'all just said no fuck offset or Quavo did because I think takeoff was more like I'm a ride for my uncle but I don't really got no problems with you but because my uncle got a problem with you I'm not gonna be around you I feel like that's what it was either way um I really fuck with offset like picking these beats that you would not typically hear him on and just like kind of going off the bass was hitting crazy on that um song on his jealousy song i played it in the car and i was like, okay i can play this because it's hitting and then i like that cardi opened her verse like kind of talking over the like uh what were they called the like bridge of the beat a little bit i fuck with that i like when artists like come on talking to like kind of give you the energy that they about to slide on you in the verse i fuck with that so Shout out to Cardi for that. Her verse slid too. I really, really want to know who you talking about. <laughs> I really, really want to know who you throwing shots at. Cause, because people would be like, obviously she's talking about Nikki, but I'm listening to what Cardi is saying. I'm like, she not talking about Nikki, bro. Like she getting at somebody else. At first I thought it might've been Akbar, but then knowing you know, her and JT don't kind of rock together. And JT threw some shots at her and her song that came out, you know, that No Bar song. I was like, she getting at JT? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just like the energy. And um, I like that them bars made me wonder, like, who the fuck is Cardi Sneak dissing? Because she being a little bit too specific for it to be like oh that's clearly nikki like no she's not talking about nikki bruh the things she was saying time i worry about who your nigga sleep with like nah, oh no what she said instead of worrying instead of worrying about me and my nigga you need to worry about the nigga you're asleep with or something like that i was like wait a minute cardi who are you who are you low-key trying to out that's kind of crazy <laughs> but song is dope i really fought with the video though the video is what sold it for me i'm glad that i was like you know what because they jumped on instagram live together to have you know a little moment before the video came out so i was like okay they are releasing the video and the song at the same time i'm ready for that i watched the video before listening to the song by itself i just watched the video and the song whatever and i was like this is perfect this it really came together. I saw the vision. It's offset, directed the video. That was dope to me. And then it is paying homage or homage, however you want to pronounce it, to Baby Boy. The classic Negro film Baby Boy is being paid homage to by Offset and Cardi B here. That whole shit, the bike, the car that was in the uh parking lot of the um the apartment complex that was that same angle. <laughs> of you vets apartment and how jody used to run up and down them stairs and shit like they was paying homage to um baby boy and i really 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 fuck with that because it looked like it too they had to filter over it that kind of make it look like 
West Coast looking. I was like, okay, I fuck with this. This is a dope song and a dope video. I really, really fuck with it. Um, yeah, man, keep keep going, keep going. I know everybody pressuring Cardi B for like her next album or whatever, cause it's kind of crazy that she only got one album out, and you know, but um, I wouldn't mind if Offset and Cardi B did like a little joint thing real quick. I think that would be dope. Especially after watching them perform together at Rolling Loud. It just gave me ideas, you know? Um, who else? Doja Cat, Paint the Town Red. The beat is fire. The song is dope. It's just a cool vibe. And I know Doja Cat going through this thing right now where y'all kind of like, oh no, she kind of, you know, demonic and all this other shit. Like, I see what y'all seeing, but it's just like, I feel like she trolling y'all. <laughs> I feel like this is a part of the quote-unquote new era. Like, she got tired of y'all referring to her as a pop artist and questioning if she's a rapper or not and her ability to make music and all this other stuff. So she's like, I'll just burn all this shit down and be the exact opposite of what y'all want me to be. And I feel like, I feel like that's what's happening. And some of the fans are taking it serious. Because I think Doja is serious at the end of the day, but I also think like she's brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly. <laughs> I think she's brilliantly like weaving this into a whole era of music. Because I was on her thing. I think I talked about the, um, or did I? All her album covers, she like turned them red. Like not like a color red. They still the album cover, but she put like a red tint or red hue over them i don't know i just feel like this is all creative direction and genius happening right now so i'm alone for the ride um doja picked the perfect flow for that beat she snapped i was like this is a great song she rapping it's clear she's rapping she's still doing her you know harmonies and things on the hooks and like stuff like that and uh i felt that as well um, but I can definitely tell this album is going to be more rap, like she said, that she was aiming to do. Um, she addressed all the recent criticism for, like, you know, her recent visual aesthetic and brand changes in the song, uh, her conversation with her fans online, and, like, the whole situation with her boyfriend in the song. So I was like, okay, I see what's going on. I see what's going on. The video. I don't know. She played a lot around with like demonic and like demon devil like imagery. She played around a lot with that. But what I will say, she did it in a very artistic and intentional way. Some of those frames in that video, I was like, that shit could be a painting the way it looked. And then the whole black and white scene, like how she was covered in blood and kind of tied that to um the look at me video with her being covered in blood or whatever like it was like i see a story being put together here because the two videos like they go together well because she like literally used some of the same scenes and stuff like that or not the same scene but like the aesthetic or whatever so i was like hmm there's a story being told between these two videos and these this two singles that she's put out and i'm really really interested to hear what the album is talking about so 
I don't know. Paint the Town Red, I'm fucking with it. I like the song. The video is, like I said, it's on the demonic side. I don't play like that with that kind of stuff. I mean, I be watching Demon Slayer and fucking <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen, <laughs> which... Okay, so I'm being a little hypocritical right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I fuck with it. Very, very artistically done. And even though, you know, it had me... Wait a minute. Like, it had me shaking a little bit because <laughs> I'm like, what? Hold on now. Grim Reaper, Devil Horns, and all that It was well done. It was beautifully shot and artistic and all that. So I fuck with it. Um, Usher, Summer... Walker and uh, 21 Savage put out good, good. I fuck with it. It's like an ATL, R&B, trap, R&B, trap, R&B, bass, like collab of <laughs> the Atlantas because Usher, Summer, and 21 rep Atlanta. So I was like, okay, fire. I'm interested to see if a video comes of this. Because I think Usher is like pushing this song. I think it's like his song. So I don't know. We'll see. But I really, really fuck with the song. I like the beat. It's really fire. 21 Slid. His fit perfectly on there with these two R&B singers. I thought that was dope. Summer. Obviously she did what she came to do. And Usher with the vocals and the pen, I believe. Either way. Dope song. Whatever happened to this album that Jermaine Dupri... Is this a part of it? I need the Emancipation of Usher Raymond to come on and come on now. If you if you remember <laughs> back when I was doing um, Can We Talk Music Podcast with my homies, that's what I said. This album need to be titled because it was supposed to be Jermaine Dupri producing an entire album for Usher same way he did for... Um, Mariah Carey that turned out to be the emancipation of Mimi so I'm like Usher need to main that shit the emancipation of Usher Raymond and JD need to take that emancipation brand and just start producing for all these dope artists I don't know we'll see if it caught cause I fuck with that I think that's a good idea you know on my side <laughs> um, Chris Brown and Sierra collab How We Roll is the song it's a cool little R&B vibe. I think it should have came out a little bit earlier. It would have been perfect for like spring, summertime. But at the same time, since we wrapping summer and kind of going into the fall, the weather is going to be perfect for this kind of um, song to be playing at the brunches and the day parties and shit like that. So I fuck with it. I, I like how just chill and relaxed it is. It's Sierra's song. Are they sharing it? Is it Sierra and Chris Brown? I don't know, but Sierra did most of the vocals and Chris Brown had a dope verse. Um, the video was really, really fire, though. I think that's what I like about it overall. It had a lot of uh, Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson homage in it, which I really, really fuck with that because Chris Brown and Sierra are, they like, they're not our, they're not this generation's Michael and Janet, but they're like the sons. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Chris Brown is a Michael Jackson son and um, Sierra is a Janet Jackson son. So it's dope seeing the sons come together <laughs> and, and uh, you know, do something like this. It was really, really dope. I really liked the video, though, like the um, scenery, the set and everything. 
this whole moving hollowed out like party trucks that turned into you know this like huge ass mobile club <laughs> once they merged together that was dope i've never seen like a visual concept like that in a music video so i was like, okay i really really fuck with this um like the song is dope i, I like the song and the video is even better uh, Jordan War and Black put out Mustard. Dope. I really like it. It's a really like dope alternative vibe. R&B vibe, I should say. The fact that Jordan put on his voice is dope, but it also makes me wonder like how he's going to perform it live. I guess they could just put the effect on the microphone, right? I don't know, but I, I like the way it sounds on the record, but I know his voice don't sound like that because... It don't. <laughs> I heard the man talk before, and he was at Dreamville Fest. I didn't get to watch his full set because when I was showing up, he was performing. I was trying to catch it, but we had a little mishap with the Uber drop off. Damn, that's why I missed it. Either way, that particular human being's voice don't sound like that. <laughs> Close, but I could hear the little effect. Either way, the song is dope. I like uh, Jordan Ward and Black collaborating together to do this mustard song. I believe he getting ready to release uh, Deluxe for his project that came out or a new EP, something. I don't know. Um, Yachty put out a two pack of songs. Uh, Slide is one of them. Dope beat. Hard as fuck. I really, really fuck with this song. I wish Thug was out because he would have slid on that. I, I feel like Yachty wanted Thug on that song, and that's why it didn't come out until now. Because <laughs> I feel like Yachty would have really, well, I feel like Thug would have slid on it. I feel like Yachty would have turned up a little bit more. The song is fire, though. I really, really fuck with it. Uh, he also put out another song, Solo Stepping Creep Boy. The beat is hard. And um, Yachty had some interesting lines in there. One of them was like, your baby daddy broke. Ain't no need for him to write a will. <laughs> like, that shit was funny. Like, that nigga broke. What do you need a will for? <laughs> like, the will are for people who have things to pass down. I just thought that was funny. Um, He had a, a Drake reference about Adonis in there. I was like, okay. Because once he said it, I was like, Drake should have been on this. Maybe he should do a remix or a part two since those are popular right now. Because um, he he should have been on that. <laughs> um, but that's dope. That song is fire. And then, okay, so the albums, right? Before we start, because I know I said at the beginning of the episode, playlist was going to run us kind of long. Because there's a lot of music that I want to talk to y'all about. As you can see, <laughs> the playlist is running kind of long. Because there's a lot of music I want to talk to y'all about. The bulk of that, however, was my review or is my review for Travis Scott's Utopia album. But since, you know, I spent so much time on it or I had so much to say about it. What I decided to do was just not put it in the playlist for this episode and instead just make it his own separate review i'll probably put that out uh like the day after or a day or two maybe even next week after this episode comes out 
because I'm still like digesting the project, honestly. But I have enough opinions and things that I want to say about it that I'm like, okay, it's time to review it. And I think it's great enough that it deserves like its own piece of audio. So that's what I'm going to do with that. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and move into Bia. She put out an album as well called Really Her. I really fuck with it. Like I was a little surprised because I know Bia is one of the few like uh, women in rap who are like being intentional about carving out her own sound, not trying to jump on the same uh, beat trends and, you know, always talking about, you know, pussy and tricking niggas for money and stuff like that. All the, you know, she's, she's, she's actually rapping. She's very lyrical in her own right. And she's separating herself from the rest of the girls who are out right now who kind of, you know, they kind of all make the same music a little bit, just in their own little, you know, special way. But Bia is like completely left doing her own thing. And I really, really like that. The album flows well, but then it's a little interesting because something I talked about with Travis's Utopia album is the fact that, you know, K-pop was the single we heard that for like a week or two and then Utopia came out in full. So you don't really have to skip any of the songs on there, you know, from being tired of listening to them because all of the music is pretty much new. Bia, on the other hand, which is dope, um, she released this billion single like a week or two before the album came out. And then the other song, um, I'm That Bitch, which I talked about on here before, that came out a couple weeks ago at this point. And then the Jake Cole song, the London song, that's been out for months. So it's really dope to me that this album still flows well, even though we've heard a nice percentage of the album already. I think the album has nine songs on it. Three out of the nine songs that's on here, you've already heard them. The other ones are new and they still feel like fresh and new and they flow perfect. I really, really like um big business that was a really really dope intro good way to open up the uh the uh album i really like that beat and how she like rolled the dun 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 i like how she flowed on those like drum patterns i really really thought that was dope and i like that the beat contained that because i don't really hear no girl rappers rapping on beats like that i thought that was really dope millions is also really good it's more along the lines of uh i can't really say you <laughs> just it's just different um but it, it could definitely it's a radio record it's radio ready like it's definitely something that you know it's more like common to what's out on the radio right now really dope like trap beat or whatever catchy hook millions and millions and it's ready for tiktok like <laughs> And I think she's been doing her thing over there on TikTok with it as well. But I like the Millions record. Um, Don't Tell featuring Juicy J is also dope. Um, classy. Swiss Beats. He killed that beat. And they got this whole like um, kind of disco Vogue ballroom vibe to it or whatever. Like I was like, okay, Bia. She slid on that. with the, the And I love the hook. I love the hook. That's dope. 
um, Four Seasons is also another one. Now, this one was a little bit more introspective. Four Seasons sounded like something that Eve would have got on. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those, like, beats that had, like, some really different sounds to them or whatever. But be it, like, slid that shit. Is that the song? Where she be like, do I look like I wear Gucci bags? I think that's the one. Because she was like, I like that talk now. <laughs> like, Gucci? A motherfucking Gucci. <laughs> I'm past that. But it's, um... It's just dope. Um, oh no, it's good as well. London with J. Cole, we already heard that. Fall back. Be able to slide on that. This ain't no this is a podcast. I'm a <laughs> what she said. I'm a real rap bitch. This ain't no podcast. Like she was she was sliding. She was letting people know, like, y'all talk about the things that I'm doing. I'm doing the things that I'm doing. It's we different. I'm a real rap bitch. Just not a podcast. I'm like that. I fuck with fall back. There was a B and she was in her her tough bag on that one. Like, I will slap you on your YouTube show. <laughs> I fuck with that. Um, and then I'm that bitch. Hearing it again, closing out this album, I was like, it made me like the song even more. Especially because I could see and hear the Missy influence in this entire project so i was like that's dope i really really fuck with that she has some great production on here juicy j swiss beats and timbaland and then whoever else produced these beats because four seasons i really love that beat dope project beer give us a deluxe i wouldn't mind two or three more songs because really her <laughs> it's really her you you really her beer that's crazy shout out to you oh but overall i don't spend a lot of time on this music um yeah it's been a lot of a lot of music coming out since the last episode but that's it for the playlist let's Listen to some more music real quick and then slide over to the watch list so I can talk about what I've been looking at. It's simple, put hoes in this face like it's dimple. New Kimball, new bop, 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 make it level. He play with me, blowing me, rising my temple. I got millions of rest in my match in my temple. I'm gangster, but with your bitch, I get gentle. Wangster, take out your teeth like it's dental. I'm blanking, you eat this Glock, I'm his winners. What the fuck these bitches talking about, man? All right, so... For the playlist, I mean the watch list. I'm tripping. Um, no trailer spotlight. What I did want to do was give like a SAG Afro Strike update. So, Rap Shit Season 2, which y'all know I fuck with Rap Shit. Shout out to Issa Rae and everybody, Kid Fury over there on the writing team. Everybody, I fuck with um, Rap Shit. Um, they moved the premiere date of season two from august 10th to november 9th this is you know hoping or expecting that the strike is over by then which i hope they did that so you know everybody can promote which dope i, I think that's a good idea um but then this information with the warner brothers discovery head predicted the strike will be over by september so that's good news i, I believe I don't know because 
you know, he ain't an actor or, you know what I'm saying? He ain't SAG Afro. He, he on the side that need to be paying more. So I don't know. He, you know, but, um, Jamie Lee Curtis talking about, she was neutral. I don't, yeah, I didn't think that was right. <laughs> not that I didn't think it was right. It was just like, this not right time. Read the room because other big name stars, they showing up to the picket lines and, you know, protesting with the other, you know, people who are protesting. We don't need no, oh, I'm neutral. And I get it because you kind of like got your foot on both sides because, you you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, she still be acting or whatever, but she's been doing more producing and stuff. So it's kind of I see what she's saying, but, you know, read the room. Um, So. I don't know. I guess progress is being made. I'm going to try to be as informed as I can on this because I really, really love television and film. So uh, we're going to see. They already saying, though, expect, you know, a drought on content for 2024. Talking about more reruns and shit because of this. You know, they don't got no actors or writers. So that means no show. So I don't know. We'll see what's going on. But I got a chance to watch. They clone Tyrone. Dope. It's dope. I ain't gonna say where you can find that because I support SAG Afro Strike. Don't want to get them folks no promotion. But you know, it's a black movie. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is starring in it as well as two other um black actors. I at least know the girl, the woman, she is Monica Rambo, aka Photon. In um, the new Miss Marvel's movies that's coming out. You know, she's Photon in the MCU. I can't think of her name. Just crazy. But I fuck with her. Uh, either way, the story is really, really dope. I like the like kind of satire. Like them addressing um, the system of capitalism and how government influences kind of like controlling people, the experimentation on black people that's happening low key undercover. I like them. I like how this movie chose to address that and make it into something palatable to the point where we understand the message that they're trying to convey, but we're still very much entertained because it's a black movie at the end of the day. So they cloned Tyrone was really, really good. Um, I'm hoping the way that it ended, that's a sign or a signal that we're going to get a number two because this movie was fire. The whole, they putting the shit in the chicken and the, <laughs> and the, uh, what it was, the perm, uh, what else they was putting the little stuff in to control people. I forget, but it's like things that black people specifically like and enjoy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I see what you're doing there. And then the fact that the movie was based around a pimp, a hoe and a drug dealer. And the way that they explain how these particular, you know, character archetypes are the most common impoverished areas and they play a part in keeping the people in that area in poverty. 
but supporting the economy in the area at the same time. It's it's dope how they just lined all that up. Like, cause I don't even know if I made sense the way I just said it, but I, I made sense in my head. Either way, dope movie. Jamie Foxx, you know, he had his comedy moments in there. That was dope. It's just a good movie. And on top of that, if you stay to the end for the credits, you will hear Erica Badu's Tyrone remix to fit the plot of this they clone tyrone movie is actually pretty dope i it came on and i was like oh shit erica badu over here on the uh <laughs> on the end credits or whatever and as i'm listening to the words because of course i'm singing along i noticed that she flipped certain things to go along with they clone tyrone so that was really really dope find out where you can watch it because i'm not giving them people no shine and uh you know check it out if you haven't already I also got a chance to watch Transformers Rise of the Beast. Um, you can find out on your own with that streaming as well, because I support the Sagan Afro Strike. But um, if I'm gonna be honest, right? I almost cool with the movie, but the writing was a little mid. The writing was kind of mid. Um, I mean, obviously predictable because it's a Transformers movie. You know the good guy's gonna win. I don't I don't really remember a Transformers movie where they left us on the cliffhanger where they was losing. Maybe one time. But either way, um I don't know. The cause I saw somewhere that the director was like, um, his name is Steven Carl Jr., by the way. He's the first black director in the entire franchise of Transformers. So that's dope. Shout out to you. Um, but he was saying that the movie is supposed to be like a love letter to New York and 90s hip hop culture. And I definitely got that to the point where it almost felt like a little like heavy handed, not overly. I wasn't like, oh my God, stop talking about New York. Not like that. It was just, I got it. But at the same time, it was like, this is very intentional. And I wish it was like a little bit more subtle. Just to like amplify it from an artistic perspective. That's all. But um, overall, I like that, you know, he made a Transformers movie. And he tried to gear it towards, you know, hip hop and people of color. That was just uh, dope to me. Even though, I don't know, some of the writing choices, I was like, yeah, I wish they would have did something else here. <laughs> but I don't think he got nothing to do with that. He's a director. Um, like the little pep talk scenes, they was a little corny, unrealistic, you know, but again, it's a Transformers movie, so I give it a pass. Um, the part where the little boy, the little brother, you know what you gotta do. Like, I was like, come on, <laughs> go sit down, <laughs> go sit down. I would, I don't know. Uh, that pep talk in particular i was just like all right i'm ready for them to just be brave for the rest of the movie and just whoop ass because uh that just the, the little boy ain't nothing but he like seven eight years old talking like he done been on earth many many moons i'm like bro sit your ass down what you it, it just bothered me 
because they over this little radio. So you're not even in the action. You somewhere else. You can't see nothing that's going on at all. But ironically or randomly radio in to your older brother who got like 20 plus years on you, who is literally fighting 10 story tall, evil alien robots in a fucking makeshift Iron Man suit. I was just like, come on now. <laughs> like, be for real. I understand the sentimental value of it. You know what I'm saying? Him and his little brother, they have a very, very close relationship. I think one or both of the parents, you know, has passed away or some shit like that. But I was just like, come on, bro. Be for real. It just wasn't making me feel how I think they wanted us to feel. He like, damn near a state away from the action talking about remember you know what you gotta do be be tough be brave like nigga, go high <laughs> like you how you even know what to say to this nigga you are nowhere near the action you can't see anything that's going on you just looking out a random window trying to inspire somebody to do something that you would never do in your lifetime i just i just didn't like these pep talk scenes they just didn't feel pep talky it was just like this is generic and cliche but it's transformers so i don't care i just want to see the robots transform and fight each other um the part where they give the boy the uh half of the key to protect and he immediately goes, we should destroy it i was like are you that part pissed me off i was actually like what no Give the black girl the stuff. Let her do it. Because, and shout out to Dominique Fishback because she did a good job in the movie. As well as the uh, actor who was playing the the, uh, the male role. I just can't think of his name right now. Either way, that pissed me off. Because I was like, they just told you they need this shit to get back to their house. That's that They entrusting you to protect it while they... You know what I'm saying? Beat down the robots or whatever. After the robots beat down, they can go they gonna take the key and go home. That's what they wanna do. And your dumb ass talking about let's destroy it. Trying to save that's not gonna save Earth. You're gonna destroy the key and then they're gonna destroy the planet because you destroyed the key. Like what you talking about? That just I ain't I wasn't fucking with that. But um outside of that, I wanted to see more of the primals in action. They kind of gave them this like elderly <laughs> This like elder, like, you know, ancestor role. And that was cool or whatever. But I was introduced to the Transformers franchise through Beast Wars. And they was whipping ass on Beast Wars. They was merging together, you know, all kind of shit. Like the Transformers have found a way to transform into something else together. And I was like, okay, I want to see a little bit more. I just want to see a little bit more of the promos in action. But, you know, it's cool because I get it. They they was merging the story of Beast Wars and the um, Primals with, you know, the traditional um, Transformers with, you know, the cars and everything. So it was cool. I also wish the cars would have updated a little bit because I was unsure. Like, it wasn't clear to me if they were paying homage to like 90s culture and hip-hop and all the other stuff or if this movie was actually like supposed to be set in the 90s because the other transformers 
they was in old cars and then they realized, oh, it's a bunch of new cars around and they scanned up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about uh, Michael Bay's Transformers. This one, they just stayed in the old, like, kind of beat up, like, classic, quote unquote, cars. But I guess, I guess they, the classic cars would be like more 90s, like, love letter shit. I don't know. Either way, I thought the movie was solid. Um, I wanted to see it in theaters, but after watching it home, you know, streaming or whatever, I was like, okay, I'm glad I streamed it instead. <laughs> I wouldn't have been disappointed going to the movies and seeing it, but I would have left feeling like I overhyped myself for this movie. It was perfect for me to just watch it at home streaming because I wasn't doing too much. <laughs> but um, yeah, outside of that, you know what I'm saying? I'm still watching Country Wayne's uh, YouTube channels, stuff going on, all these skits. Um, it's so much to even break down and review. One day, I'm going like, to just gut out the uh, watch list. Probably not at this sack after strike is going on. I'm going to probably cover the Country Wayne YouTube channel more for the watch list. Like, give it more. Because that ain't on strike. That's all Country Wayne and his production team and his actors and actresses or whatever just putting on this... Um, as the world turns as <laughs> novella as Negro novella <laughs> as uh, YouTube Facebook skit show and it's fire. The acting on there is amazing. The storylines are just they're just over the top enough to where it's very entertaining, but it's also realistic because they be touching on a lot of real life stuff in there. They be passing on some really great messages in that um, Country Wayne skit world type of shit. So I'm going to spend more time covering that, but not this episode. We'll get into that um, when I got a little bit more time to do that because I feel like the episode run alone right now. <laughs> um... Either way, I watched the final episode of season three of Demon Slayer. Is this? Yeah, this is the third season of Demon Slayer. Uh, it was fire. Uh, the Love Hashira episode was really, really dope. I just like seeing her throw that whip-like sword around and just cut up shit real quick. That was dope. Um, and the finale was dope as well. Nezuko being the demon the first demon to ever not burn up in the sun that threw me because for whatever reason like i knew nezuko wasn't going to die but i felt like uh one of the uh you know one of i feel like one of um tanjiro's comrades was gonna make it to her in time to cover her up while he you know killed the last bit of that demon so it went eat them swordsmiths the swordsmiths i mean but that ain't happened. It turned out that Nezuko was able to actually survive in the sun. So now I'm like, oh shit. Because the demon, the demon lord that uh, is sending all of these upper rank demons and shit at, at them or whatever, that's what he been waiting on. So now I'm like, oh shit, I'm ready for the new season. But I know it's going to take a while. So yeah. And then Reign of the Seven uh, Spellblades. Um, I think I watched episode two of that. I think I'm gonna stick it out. I like the premise of it, 
it's like Harry Potter, but like a little bit more chivalrous <laughs> because they don't have wands. They kind of like fuse their magic into their swords or whatever. If they had a whole explanation on it, talking about like, oh, you know, sometimes you're not far enough out of range in order to cast spells and you have to fight close range. So we're training y'all with swords and how to imbue them with your magic or whatever so you can cast like short range spells but not harm yourself in the process. This had a whole explanation. Either way, I'm going to keep checking out that anime as well as Radiant. And I've started back uh, watching Castlevania. I'm on the fourth and final season. I think I'm like two episodes in. Trying to hurry up and finish it before this new Castlevania comes out because I don't think they need to, I don't think I need to have watched all of the original one or whatever, but I feel like just to understand some things because it's going to be a new Castlevania story, but like the same premise and lore just, you know, like from a different angle. So think, um, the walking dead and then fear of the walking dead like same things going on but now we looking at it from another angle so i don't know uh but that's it for this episode of the talk and play broadcast you know talking your ear off is lengthy i know um but i appreciate you for sticking around nonetheless um if you're interested my instagram is b-r-i-a-n-s-a-p-p-h you can actually find me on twitter x now fucking elon um and threads how about that because i think threads gonna end up being the one as soon as we get a little trending section and them hashtags activate x gonna be x the fuck out <laughs> but um yeah instagram x threads i guess tiktok as well but i ain't posting nothing on there and why i really need to get better with that because i feel like i feel like I could reach more of us on TikTok if I just put a little bit more effort into it. So we'll see. But either way, thank you for tuning in once again. Um, I'll catch y'all on the next one. I appreciate you. Uh, uh, Turn me up a little. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you like these bitches for the wrong reasons. I fight demons. I left all mine at four seasons. I change the weather. I'll be gone to November. I cross paths with rappers that be hard to remember. Athletes in my DM wish they baby mama see them. That's the type of money.